this Road America 180 betting pick show of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our Patreons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Never realized how I picked such aggressive clips uh, for the <laughs> intro. I, and until now that I sit back and think about what happened this last weekend... I, I really fully, I guess, appreciate the, the clips that I pick, but it is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. wrecking everybody to win a championship. Right. So, you, uh, yeah, you hit it out of the park with those clips. Not some just boring vanilla. Oh, we want to race. Yay. Like, no, I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. Uh, and then Kurt Busch, obviously, uh, letting Bob Pockers know that, uh, if he wasn't on probation. He'd be giving it to him. <laughs> you know, and that's funny, too, because it was Bob that he was talking to, and we yep. had Bob on the show. I don't know that he ever, because we never played the clip when he was on, did we? I, yeah, no, I think we just had recorded and then, like, inserted that yeah. segment in later or whatever, so he probably didn't see it. That's but, a shame. Uh, let's see I'm sure he's a... I'm sure he's a wa- uh, watcher of the show. Oh, he's a fan. I know that he he secretly lurks. And there's a ton of you out there, and that's fine because I'm the same way. I don't always necessarily interact with my po- my favorite podcast hosts either. So I just let them do their job, and I quietly appreciate. So for those of you who do that, thank you very much. Uh, of course, this is the Xfinity episode. We are at the Road America 180. I know... Various places have it as the Henry 180, but on the yeah, official website it, it says Road America both 180. Ways. So I don't yeah. know if Henry got added late, sometimes like a, some, maybe a late sponsorship, but could have uh, happened that way. Fuck no, I know Henry. NASCAR, so the NASCAR app, when I made the sheet yesterday, I think it was said Road America 180. Yeah. Now it says the Henry 180. Oh. So I'm assuming that it's fairly official. No, so, it does say the Road America 180. What the hell? Where did I see? I don't know. Uh, Fox Sports has it as the Henry 180. So I, and then it's been the Henry 180 in the past. So I, I can see that. But who knows? It's one of the two. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to go off of the official site and whatever. But if Henry, if you jumped in to sponsor this race late, then props to you. You know, I love to give sponsors their time. So uh, right. I guess I guess it doesn't matter. Anyways, it is a road race. They are separate from the cup racers. Uh, and we talked about it a little bit before we kicked on the, the podcast that uh, this is no live pit stops. So it's all uh, stage breaks will happen so that everybody can change tires, get gas, play video games, and then get back on the track. So uh, yeah. that's how. Yeah, very much the same as we've seen every time that if the truck series or we saw this earlier this season with the, you know, when they were at Portland, if they're not with the cup series, they're going to, to take those non-live pit stops the red flag if the teams have five minutes or whatever then they're not allowed to change tires unless it's a flat outside of that all that fun stuff so it's uh it could still lead to some strategy we've still seen some strategy right where you know they if they want to stay out and, and get the track position instead of pitting and then wait till the till the next stage or, or however it works but uh yeah it's a that that definitely does make it a different race because when you have a guy like AJ Allmendinger in here, as we'll talk about with the, you know, <laughs> the entry list and the odds, which are insane this week, um, it it does kind of reel a guy like that back in a little bit. Whereas uh, he could max for staff in the field if we don't have those stage breaks. Uh, but at the same time, allows if a guy like that is up front, you don't have to worry about a bad pit stop costing him because it's not going to be any live pit stops. So. It can go both ways. You can kind of create a narrative for for either direction, depending on how you want to look at it. 
And we've seen it both ways, too, on this as well. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I kind of don't want the live or the non-live pit stops. I really want live. I want to see if, you know, AJ can run away with it without it. But, yeah, if we're going to bunch the field back up after every after every stage break, then I guess it's fine. I, I'm all right. But um, Road America, we do this on the uh, F1 Gambling Podcast where we sort of give what we think this looks like. I think this looks like a staple gun. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna pick this, I think this track looks like a staple gun. If you just sort of, I feel like we might have had this conversation when IndyCar was here a couple of weeks ago. I think it was F1, was uh, it? Or yeah, IndyCar. Well, F1 doesn't come here, so That's yeah, right, it must have been because we talked about IndyCar. Yeah, staple gun. I'll go with that. That's pretty, pretty accurate description. I think. Yep. It's uh, it is fun if you're not an F1 gambling podcast listener. Well, you should be, but uh, <laughs> we we like to look at all the different circuits and uh, decide what they look like. This week's circuit there in Belgium, we decided look like a glue gun. So, uh, yeah, fun stuff. Or a space laser. That was the other oh, one yeah, that I had, that too. Was the other one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Like I said, it is the Road America 180, 45 laps around this 4.048-mile road course. What is it with uh, these these drivers and going around yeah. four-mile tracks this week? Long tracks this week, like that's it. you know f1 like we just talked about they have are on a very very long course i think that race is actually 44 laps how many race laps is this one you 45. said 45 45 so there you go xfinity running an extra lap over f1 this week and, but going less mileage uh the the f1 race 191 this one 182 around road america at elkhart lake wisconsin uh was their fourth road race of the season if i'm correct that's a yep. that's a lot that for xfinity right. still fifth if you count uh Chicago. Uh, that's if you true. Count it. <laughs> I guess no. I guess we should count it because it was a, a race. But yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, listen. We'll we'll talk about that race in its entirety. But let's tell you first about joining our SGPN Patreon. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling. Sign up for the SGP Patreon. You're going to get tons of exclusive content, contest, and merch just exclusively for you, our patrons, plus a monthly SGPN Stories podcast, an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs, even a Discord channel for patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score, score exclusive perks and support the SGPN while listening to me stumble on words. Want to find it all? Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, Cody, like we said, it is the road course race for these guys. The entry list, you have it in front of you. There are some interesting names on it. But, of course, since they're not with the Cup guys, a lot of the Cup guys are not going to be with them and the Xfinity. So almost a true uh, Xfinity series uh, field in its purity. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, AJ Allmendinger, the one notable name. Excuse me. We talked about this yesterday on the Cup Series episode that – you know, him being in this race would mean that he's missed practice and qualifying in the Cup Series. Uh, Colleg has announced that Derek Kraus will drive that car in practice and qualifying. Uh, Kraus, full-time Truck Series driver last year, just doing part-time stuff this year. He's been in the 10 car in Xfinity for Colleg. He's also their main simulator driver, so he does a lot of work with their setups and stuff like that. So I would imagine he's comfortable and knows what AJ's looking for on the simulator. So can do that, uh, you know, for the Cup Series sides of things. Again, no matter where he qualifies, AJ will start dead last in the Cup Series race. So just keep that in mind. Um, other notables on here, uh, Alex LeBay is going to be in the 08. He's kind of a road course ringer guy. Connor Mosack is back in the 19 car for for Gibbs. Sage Karam is in the 24 car. Um, that's about it. <laughs> that's about it, really. Josh Balicki's in the 91, if that's notable, which it's not really. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So it's it's mostly a race of Xfinity Series regulars, which again, as we've seen, when they're left to their own and, devices, uh, and AJ Xfinity Allman. Series regulars and the all-time winningest guy on road courses in Xfinity Series history. Exactly, he had to tag along. He's that high school senior that knew that uh, you know what when the the new school year started, he wanted to come to at least one more football game because he wanted to live. You know what is it? Nib high rules. I don't remember what the. The Bundy thing is, but anyways, uh, all right. As before, we go down too far of a rabbit hole. I, I feel like we should probably line up some bets because I just want to get into some bets, man. There, there are some fun ones, but I will say before we jump into the bets, I am disappointed. For as much as we got in F one and all that stuff last week, 
This week, I feel like we're getting robbed on Xfinity. I know that a lot of it has to do with AJ Allmendinger being in there, but I feel like the the markets are so dried up in Xfinity right now. We only got top three, top five, two groups, and a, a manufacturer. Like that, that's that's horrendous. Step up, book. Step up. I mean, props yeah. to Caesars, but still, come on. Yeah, I think the selection is really rough, really dry this week. Maybe we'll get some more stuff later into the week, but it is kind of unfortunate. I will say AJ being in this race has really bumped up the value on a lot of other guys. So I really like some numbers we're finding out for some of these things. Um, but as far as the selection goes, especially after, man, you go to F1, it is unlimited. They come up with the most creative things. You gave out like a 15-leg parlay that was like plus 340 because there were so many different things in it and it was so predictable, but yet it still makes it fun. Uh, and it wasn't really 15 legs, but it was fun anyways. Uh, but yeah, I just, yeah, the selection is a little weak, but I think the numbers are really good on a lot of this stuff. Uh, I was forced to, to commit one more cardinal sin before I stopped myself from hopefully doing that ever again. But uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> Here we are. And and Matt, I say, because of the fact that it was very limited, you got a lot of the good ones because you got to the dock first. This is why, <laughs> folks, you race to the dock when it opens because nine times out of ten, you're going to get... I mean, it's like I'm holding the ticket and I'm like, oh, uh, he's already there. Like, he called the number in front of me and, I, and it, that's the last one. So It's like uh, when you're doing a fantasy football draft and the guy in front of you just keep... Like, you have somebody queued up and you're ready to click and then it just they take them every time. You're like, motherfucker. You snipe me every single time. So, yep. Sorry. Uh, all right, let's get going with some. Sorry, bets, not then. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first up for me, I am stealing a book right out of your page with this one. Going on to the JRM train this week, Justin Allgaier. I like him both at a top five at plus one seventy and a top three finish plus three forty. Allgaier actually a very good road course racer. Um, I'm gonna bring up Chicago stats in this somewhat. When I say these finishing positions, keep in mind they ran, what, like 17 green flag laps. It wasn't a full race. But I think it's still important to note they qualified well. They had put themselves in position up front, you know, or, or whatever. So I think that there is something to that. But take that part of it with the, the smallest grain of salt, right? So Allgaier did finish third at Chicago. So he was up there in qualifying and, and started well. He was seventh at Sonoma. That's the one Xfinity Series race this year that was loaded with Cup Series guys. If you remember, Almendinger won that race. Larson was in that race. Or uh, Almarola won that race, rather. Larson was in that race. Almendinger was in that race. I feel like there was more Cup guys than that. But still finished seventh, so solid with all those Cup guys in there. Obviously, you take those out, all of a sudden he's up to fourth or third, maybe even. Um, he was second place at Portland. Again, that was an all Xfinity Series guy race. And fifth at Coda, which did have some cup guys in it as well, but very solid runs there. So, again, the four road courses we've been to this season, or road course slash street course, top seven in all of them. Go back and look at last year. He was fifth place at Indy, or uh, at, at the Roval, rather. Fifth place at the Roval at the end of the season. He did have a 38th place finish at Watkins Glen, where he was extremely fast, had to start in the back, got caught up in the crap early. I remember that vividly because I had a big bet on him, unfortunately. But third place at Indy. So for the last five road courses in the Xfinity Series, he's finished in the top five. Um, and then three of the last seven, he's finished inside the top three. So give me Justin Allgaier, both on Caesars, top five plus 170, top three plus 340. I feel like that top three number. I was originally just going to go with the top five, but plus 340 with, I mean, you assume basically this will be like a Max Verstappen type of race where you assume AJ takes first place, right? That still leaves two other podium spots. As good as Allgaier has been this year on uh, just in general, as far as like getting really good finishes, he's only got the one win, but how many second, third place finishes does he have? And on the road courses being this good, I really like Allgaier this week. I can't complain. I can't argue. I can't say anything because Justin Allgaier is somebody that I'm high on. And of course, like you said, top five, I think is an absolute lock, which is why I was going to grab it, which is why you grabbed it. So that's fine. Uh, you can have that. I'll, I'll, I'll take Allgaier in another way. Uh, and this one might seem a little tough to swallow, but this is uh, Almondinger. I'm sorry, Almondinger. <laughs> Allgaier over John Hunter Nemechek at minus 120. 
Again, it, it seems like with uh, Nemechek having won two of the last three races and finished in the top 10 in four out of the last five, it's a little tough to, to top that. Uh, I will point the fact that he did finish 32nd at Pocono, but that's still not necessarily that big of a dip. But for everything that Cody just said about Allgaier being absolutely fantastic on road course races, and especially this season, he's been good at road course races. Uh, but John Hunter Nemechek, at Road America, his two finishes in the Xfinity Series, 26th and 18th. There's a special kind of talent that it takes to get around this track. And so far, John Hunter has not necessarily found that. Now, granted, he's done a hell of a lot better this season than he's ever done last or the, the last few seasons in the Xfinity Series. So we'll give that to him. In fact, when you look back, but you look back this, this season at some of his road course finishes. In Austin, started 6th. Finished 27th, right? Really tough day there. Portland started 4th, finished 10th. Sonoma started 9th, finished 16th. Now, Chicago was the only one where he actually salvaged a decent finish, and that was 2nd. But, like Cody said, that whole race wasn't run. There was some strategy calls there at the end. Who knows what would have happened uh, had that race been run altogether. And I will say that in 9 total road course race starts... John Hunter Nemechek has one top five finish and only three top ten finishes. He has not been uh, a, a road course racer as you would come to expect. So uh, I'm going to give the nod here to Justin Allgaier. Again, at minus 120, I like that price. So give me Allgaier over Nemechek. This one hurts my heart. As you know, I love me some John Hunter Nemechek. I am going to make a case for Nemechek here in a little bit, but on a different type of bet, I think in general, Allgaier finishes over check most of the time on road courses so you've got to take that side in the head-to-head -head. so even with the bet that i'm going to give out later i still think that this is a good bet um and you can be happy with either way that it turns out i concur next up for oh, me oh, 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 we got oh, it jeez oh, it. it's that time oh, my friend gotta watch i gotta watch the clock i know i i didn't want to break your role but i've, I've got to throw in the underdog fantasy is a sponsor and that they are killing it over there especially in the nascar market we have been excited the last few weeks to have the NASCAR Pick'em in Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season's right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props, and it's available in tons of markets. Uh, and like we said, it's got NASCAR, but it's also got MLB contests. And of course, make sure you enter that Best Ball Mania 4 where first place is going to get $1 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Cody, as I cut you off, I will allow you to continue, my friend. Thank Let's you very keep much, going Rod. with the bets. This, this pick worth the wait. <laughs> going back to Mr. Old Reliable, Austin Hill, top five, plus 190 over on Caesars. It's Austin Hill, Rod. He is the most consistent driver in the series. He proved it yet again last week. Doesn't have the best car. Puts himself in the right position at the end. Gets the win. He just finishes good. I, I, I don't, I mean, going back and just looking, like he's top five almost every week. He's top 10 for sure. He's only got a couple finishes outside the top 10. You go back and look at what he's done on the road courses. Fifth place at Chicago. Again, the asterisk there. Eighth place at Sonoma. But again, that was a race with all those Cup Series guys. You take those out, slides them up into the top five as well. He was fifth place at Portland. 37th at Coda. He had mechanical issues there, so that was the issue there. Fourth place at Road America last year. Second place at Coda last year. Third place at Portland last year. That's a lot of really good road course finishers finishes for the best finisher in the entire series. We talked about it on the recap show. He's almost the, the Kevin Harvick closer-esque type of Xfinity Series driver right now. Austin Hill and... and when he won last week, we hadn't been on him. We didn't have, give him as an outright. But like I said in the Discord, this is why we talk about Austin Hill every single week because he is just so consistent. It doesn't matter if it's at short tracks. It doesn't matter if it's at intermediates. It doesn't matter if it's at super speedways. It doesn't matter if it's at road courses. He is good on every single style of track. He shows up everywhere, puts himself in position to get good finishes each and every week. Even if he's not running in the top five all day, near the end of the race, you will notice he's going to find his way close to that top five and give you a chance to cash this at almost two to one. 
Give me Austin Hill plus 190 for the top five over on Caesars. I do love me some Austin Hill. I was going to work a way to get him in there, but like I said, I, I get to the line too late and I don't get a chance to actually uh, get down on this. So uh, yes, I love Austin Hill for all the reasons that you do too. Uh, but I will turn my attention to Sam Mayer. I'm going to take him over Chandler Smith at minus 120 over there on Caesars. Take a look back at what Sam Mayer has done on road courses this season. In Austin, started 14th, finished in 7. Portland, started 36th, finished 3rd. Sonoma, started 6th, finished 10th, but still a good solid top 10 finish. I won't even talk about what he did at Chicago because it doesn't really matter to me. He did finish 18th, and that's fine. Take a look back at what Chandler Smith has done this season. And listen, Chandler Smith has never taken this track as an Xfinity driver. So uh, obviously we know how ridiculously young he is. So the fact that he doesn't have a lot of track experience uh, on, on some of these tracks just kind of says uh, miles and, and, and large about what he can do. But you look back at what he's done on road courses this season. Austin started 27th, finished 12th. Portland started 7th, finished 9th. Sonoma started 20th, finished 14th. Chicago, he got that 8th place finish. But again, what can you say about the fact that you just can't, you can't judge anything off of Chicago? I want to know what would have happened had that whole thing gone green. Uh, but road courses all together. He's got two top 10 finishes, does Chandler Smith in four starts. But again, Sam Mayer's had the better of Chandler Smith on road courses. Those JRM cars are fast on road courses. I know Colleg is good, and I know that AJ Allmendinger is going to be driving that Colleg car, but that's the Colleg car to watch this week. Not necessarily Chandler Smith, but I think Sam Mayer is going to get the better out of Chandler Smith this week. Is that the Colleg car to watch this week, Rod? I well, are you gonna? It I know, is, I know I you're giving another, another one. <laughs> I was trying to set it up for my next bet. Go for it. Uh, and I put in parentheses, why do I do this to myself? I'm gonna give this man one more chance to take his his name and put it back on the show, as I'll currently only refer to him by his number. Number eleven. I'm gonna do it again, guys. I just the numbers are there to back it up again. He was very close last week. He had another great finish. Herbs just happened to last till the end of one, which he hadn't done in like five years. And so I'm going to jump on number 11 over Josh Berry, plus 110. Berry is actually a pretty good road course racer, so that does concern me a little bit. But we saw it last week again. Absolutely great car. Should have won that race. John Ernemacek was out of the way. He had it all to himself. Still couldn't avoid it. He's just, he's, it seems like these drivers get these spells put on them or something and they just can't avoid it no matter how good they are, no matter what they do. It's just wrong place, wrong time, whether it's their fault, whether it's somebody else's fault. And that's what's been going on for Barry lately. So I said it on the recap. I'm going to keep fading him. I think that this is a good way to do it. Um, so in the last four races, number 11 has finished seventh or better in each of them. And in the last four races, uh, Josh Berry has finished 17th or worse, Rod. Uh, and then you go back to, to road courses. And for number 11, it's been two out of the last three that he's beat him head to head. Um, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag when you go back a little farther than that. But number 11, fairly decent on the road courses. He's obviously hanging out with AJ Allmendinger all week, getting some tips from him there, right? Maybe he learns a couple of things. And I just don't, I can't trust Josh Berry. To get good finishes, then you're coming to a road course where how many times have we seen it when you go with head-to-heads on road courses? Guys get spun out late. They're running in the top five. Then all of a sudden, they're not anymore because they get spun out. There's not these all these cautions when they spin guys out because they've got the whole track and all that. So then the guy goes from seventh to 30th in, in two seconds because he gets spun out. Josh Berry, it's going to happen to him. Like No matter how good he's running, it's just until he starts getting finishes again, got to fade him. And uh, at plus money over on Caesars uh, for number 11, I will take that side of it. And I've seen this on other books where he's not even plus money in the matchup in the books. I think realize that Barry struggled here lately. So uh, give me number 11 over Josh Barry plus 110. You can say Sheldon Creed's name. It's it's okay. I mean, <laughs> he knows who he is at this point getting spun out at the end of races, man. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. especially That's like road crazy. races, Portland was, yeah, and it's was one of those. Same thing with Riley Herbst, right? Like now we've got one good finish to Riley Herbst. So if he can do it again, we're going to have to start looking at that top five number again because if he's good, we know he can do it, but it's it's getting the to the end. And that's just Josh Berry. Like ever since the Cup Series announcement, it's like, and we've seen this with, with guys before, right? You, you get that announcement, they're leaving the team. Uh, you know, we saw that with Kyle Busch last year, or they're or they're switching manufacturers. We've seen somewhat of that with Legacy, maybe. Like, there's all these other things going on in the background, and and now they're probably fretting about about getting sponsorships. Obviously, Anheuser Busch has left the team, or is leaving the team at the end of the season, right? So, there's probably a lot going on in the background for Josh Berry right now. We know that that's the outside stuff. Martin Truex Jr. is the prime example. <laughs> And Kyle Busch from last year, the prime examples. That stuff will distract you on the racetrack. So, gotta fade Barry until that uh, changes. Well, someone you don't have to fade is Sammy Smith. I'm taking him as a top five car, plus 200 as a top five. That's not bad for Sammy Smith, given the fact that over the last four races, he's either been inside the top five or just outside the top five in three of them. Sixth place in Chicago, which... I will use because it supports my narrative. Uh, and then a 10th place in Atlanta, 5th in Loudoun, and 6th at Pocono. I mean, listen, we're, we could do that, right? Because as we pick and choose how we want to use stats. That's, <laughs> Matthew Berry said it best. I could take any data set and, and make it bend to the way I want the narrative. So, Well, I always used to wonder. I'd be like, why did they say he threw for this many yards in the last seven games? Like, why not make it 10 games? And then I realized... Well, because if you cut it to the last seven games, it sounds a hell of a lot better than the last 10 games. I'm just saying, if I don't want to count Chicago for so, one yeah. driver, but if I want to count him for another, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, he, he found his way to sixth place, right, in all of the chaos, and he managed to stay there when it rained. So there you go. Yay, Sammy Smith. But listen, Sammy Smith has also done well at other road courses. He started second in Austin, finished fourth. That's still a top five finish. Uh, Portland was a bad day for him, so we'll throw Portland out. Uh, but Sonoma was a ninth place finish for him as well. Uh, and in Sonoma, actually, so it's a ninth place finish for Sammy Smith, but you got to figure that Eric Almarola, Kyle Larson, Ty Gibbs was in that class as well. Those are three drivers that you can take out. That that bumps him to, to sixth place. And then... Do you think Parker Clickerman's going to pull another, uh, you know, top five finish in this race? Probably not. So uh, I would give him that spot as well. That puts him at fifth place. So loose math, back of the napkin math, puts Sammy Smith in the top five. Uh, and I like, again, because like Cody said, with A.J. Allmendinger being in the mix, a lot of people are getting good odds. And for Sammy Smith as a top five car, plus 200, when Allgaier is plus 170 for a top five, I think that that pretty much puts him in good territory for a top five finish. So given, too, that, you know, a lot of weeks we do see top five finishes that are closer to plus 100 or even sometimes in the minus, depending on uh, which track and who it is. So um, I like Sammy Smith, top five car, plus 200. You Chicago. know I love Sammy Smith. Uh, I, oh, I was so close to taking him on the outright, but there's another guy right in that range. I like just a little more, so not going to make it this time. Of course, he'll probably win this one because of that, but that's okay. I would root for it anyways. I'd love me some Sammy Smith. Um, I'm going to go. I am absolutely floored that this is even a matchup option. Thank you, Superbook, for that. Austin Hill over Parker Kligerman, minus 125 over on Superbook. I gave you all the stats on Hill already, right? He's been amazing. Parker Kligerman, we know it's been an absolute shit show for him on both sides of the Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, all of that. If you go back through the last 10 races in the Xfinity uh, in the Xfinity series, Austin Hill has a 12th place finish and an 8th place finish. The other 8 finishes are inside of the top 5. You go back for Parker Kligerman, finished ninth last week. That was a good run. 32nd the week before. Had an 8th and a ninth, but then 38th, 11th, a 5th, but then 14th, 38th, or 13th, 38th. Like A lot of not good finishes for Kligerman. I don't trust his equipment. I don't trust him lately, as much as that pains me to say, because you know he's a guy I love to bet on. And Austin Hill, I just got done saying it, the guy you can count on more than anyone. You're giving me in a head-to-head -head against a guy that I just can't count on to for his equipment or himself to make it to the end. Even though we know that Kligerman is a great road course racer, we saw him went on a road course in the truck series last year, 
And if he did perform well, it, it wouldn't shock me, but I can trust Austin Hill so much. I mean, of of all the drivers in the Xfinity series, he's the guy I trust the most. I still think John Hunter's the best driver in the best car. Austin Hill still the most trustworthy guy. You're going to give him to me against a guy that is very up and down. Most of the time doesn't finish ahead of Austin Hill. I will take that matchup. Minus 125 over on Superbook. Austin Hill over Parker Kligerman. Again, I can't argue with you there because I just don't have faith in Parker Kligerman at all. I, I hate to say it. We, we love to love him. He's a good personality, you know, but when it comes down to being on the track, you just can't count on him. So uh, I love it. All right. This one I'm making only so I can get on the best pick show next week. This is it. This is the only reason I'm making this one. I don't care if you tail me on this one, but if it hits, I'm screaming to the to the fences that this one was the one that I had full faith and confidence in. Honestly, I just I'm kidding. I, I like the odds on this one. I like the number because in a book full of ick, this is about the ickiest that you can get, right? But it has a path. That's all I'm going to say. I'll make that path for you. That is the number 11 car, the one that Cody loves so very much. In fact, he's going to get the number 11 hood and hang it behind him after this <laughs> caches. As a top three car, the number for it, and, and we're going to catch shit in Discord for this, and I don't care. Uh, top three car plus 800 for that. That's I, a good number. It's a fantastic number. And, and as, as gross as you're going to feel putting like a quarter unit on it, I will just tell you right now that if you look back at Daniel Hemrick on this track, okay, follow me on this because I'm going to throw out all the stats that I don't like. Uh, 2022, he finished 29th, but he crashed out of that after 27 laps, right? The year before that, he finished second. The year before that, he finished 35th. Engine problems in the number eight car for Junior Motorsports. Number uh, 2018, he finished third, right? But that was in a children's car. I get it. All right. College cars, good on road courses. AJ Allmendinger, and you just said it too when you were making the case for him earlier against Josh Berry. He's been in the been in the garage with AJ all week long. Maybe AJ passes some stuff along to him. Maybe he learns it. But, you know, a bad finish, good finish, bad finish. Maybe another top three finish in his, uh, in his sights. You talked about uh, where uh, in Austin, right, where he finished sixth. But you take out Byron and Gibbs. And then, you know, again, I, I don't know that. I don't know. It, it, there's a path. There's a path to a top three finish for Daniel Hemrick. It's a very convoluted path. It's going to be as twisty and turny as Road America itself. It may take all 44 and a half laps for him to find his way to a top three. But at plus 800, I feel like that's a chance you got to take. Especially if you think that he's going to be inside the top five or even the top six by the last third of the race. There's always a possibility at that point. Yeah, and I think that First of all, if you haven't checked out the Best Bets article every week, check it out. We've made that multiple times, which has been fabulous. No, no, let's, Cody's made that multiple weeks. Let's no, let's, you you hit uh, one of them. Gosh, what'd you hit? You it had was something. Denny you on the poll. Denny on the poll. There you go. See? That was the first one, I think, too. Yeah, so. it was. There you go. Um, but, oh, man, it's the numbers are just good. I'm going to add, Rod. I, I hate to do it. I'm going to add it. Top five plus 400. I think that's worth it, too. I, he can put himself in position. He's been getting good finishes lately. He's a former champion of this series. I know it was in Joe Gibbs' cars. I know that was the only time he ever won. I'm not screaming that he's great. I'm just saying he's good enough. He can make it happen. And I think you got to be on him a little bit this week. So throw in the top five at plus 400. I like your top three number at eight to one. Even if these don't cash, the number's good enough. And then you're going to be happy that something bad happened to him anyways. So <laughs> it's a win-win, right? It's one of those bet against the Huskers, hope they win. And if they don't, at least I cash my ticket. That's how <laughs> I get through most college football seasons anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, you got to do what you got to do, right? We always say make these races more entertaining for yourself. So Exactly. Okay, next up for me, uh, this one's over on Caesar. It's a little bit of a different way to play it. But I'm going to take Toyota over Ford plus 115. So basically just... The best finishing Toyota needs to beat the best finishing Ford. The Xfinity series is heavy Chevy. It is almost all Chevrolets, only a handful of Fords and Toyotas in them. I just picked out the guys that are really are, are going to 
to matter in this. So in the Ford camp, you've got Cole Custer, who isn't the second favorite to Almondinger to win. Technically, he's got two road course wins this season, winning at both Portland. The first and second place guys took themselves out and he won, winning at Chicago when they didn't really race much. But hey, he's got two wins to his name, so that's why he's up there. Uh, so you get Custer, you got Riley Herbst. Can't necessarily rely on him to get you a good finish. Ryan Sieg, Kyle Sieg. Eh, Ryan does okay, but you know, and Brett Moffitt, that's kind of your stretch to your fourth Ford. So not a not a super heavy lineup there. Custer obviously is the main guy. That's why Ford is the favorite on this. Go to the Toyota side. You get Sammy Smith, who you just made a case for. You get Con- Connor Mosack, who's had some good finishes in the Xfinity series in that 19 car. You get John Hunter Nemechek who won uh, second place in both stages at that Portland race. Should have probably won both of them <laughs> stages, but he ends up finishing second. Had really good runs, though. Um, and you get Kaz uh, Grala, even. You could throw him in there. A little bit of a, of a road course guy. He's going to be one of those Sam Hunt cars. Again, that's kind of a toss-in. But I just feel like the Toyota lineup is so much stronger. Biased, obviously, for whatever reason. I'm a big Toyota guy this year, Rod. That was never my intention, but... Hey, that's uh, that's how it's ended up turning out. I bet a lot on Toyota this year, but it's made me a lot of money. So I'm just fine with that. But I think that this is just the way to go. Obviously, Custer Custer's the main guy you're a little bit concerned about. But even though he's had pretty good finishes most weeks, like he's not been a dominant force on road courses or anything like that. He's kind of backed into both road course wins, which they still count and, and props to him. But I feel like that Toyota lineup is just so much stronger. Uh, so give me the best finishing Toyota to beat the best finishing Ford plus 115 over on Caesars. Well, and we just know that Joe Gibbs racing, especially in the Xfinity program, is dominant. I mean, they're they're definitely a good, especially they're getting they're, better with their young the best drivers. cars easily mm-hmm. every week. It's not, even, it's not even a question. They don't win every week, but they are the best cars every single week. It's the same that we were talking about Junior Motorsports last season, where they were just the best cars. They weren't winning every week, but they sure as hell were competing every week, and that's basically the same uh, for that as well. So I'm with you on that one. I like it, uh, which leads me to my next bet. Okay, I know we're not to the winners yet, and I, and I understand that, but this one is a parlay that I'm just going to take two winners, and then I'll, I'll, I'll even tell you what. It's the same winner for the same winner, but... I had to find a way because I was, like I said, I got to the to the docks late, so Cody stole all the good bets. Uh, so I just had to had to scramble for one. We know that AJ is at what minus one ten to win this. Everybody else is at plus money. AJ's at like minus one ten, I think, on Caesars to win this race, and everywhere else he's he's at minus money to win this race. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to take AJ Almendinger to win this race, right, in, in this, uh, this Road America 180, which he is minus 110, like I said. And then I will take Max Verstappen to win the Belgian Grand Prix, who's at minus 333. You put those together, you at least get some plus money out of it. You get plus 148 on Caesars. That's, that's the parlay that you get out of that. And, again, if AJ comes out, leads every single lap of this, and wins... You're happy because chances are Max is going to do the same over there in the Belgian Grand Prix, and you cash this ticket. So um, it's not fancy, it's not fun, but it's probably going to cash. So uh, might as well take that and run. It's a way to it's a way to incorporate two heavy favorites, and I say heavy. I know AJ Elmendinger is only minus one ten, but when you look at uh, the Cole Custer's at plus five hundred right after him. That's a pretty heavy favorite. So uh, take two heavy favorites, combine them, get plus money. Thank me later. Yeah, and this is one of the bets where you take the two things that should happen, right? They're going to run these races because other things can happen, and I'm going to make a case in a minute for why maybe AJ doesn't win this race. But he's the winningest driver in Xfinity Series road course history. He's amazing at it. He's a full-time Cup Series driver. We all know everything about all that. Uh, you know, the Ty Gibbs isn't in the Xfinity series anymore. You don't necessarily have uh, even a Chase Briscoe or an Austin Cinder. Like some of these guys that were very, very good when they were full time, they're not in the Xfinity series anymore. You don't really have that one guy that stands out now. Uh, and so, so if everything goes on normal weekend, how it should go, AJ is going to easily win this race. Max is going to probably win by 37 seconds in the F1 race. And boom, you get plus money, you put them together. That's how it goes. So, 
I don't mind. Again, we talk about this so much in F1. Find ways to incorporate Max in there. And a lot of times we'll throw Max into parlays because he'll boost it up. Not much, but a little bit just because he's an extra leg. And it's almost a guaranteed thing. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I think that this is the way to go about it. I'm not picking AJ Allmendinger to win this race just because it's so hard with the odds that low. But again, like we did with John Hunter a couple weeks ago, you know, you can make that case. If things go the way they should, it's going to be AJ. If things go the way they should, it's going to be Max. You play some insurance bets just in case, but uh, I do like your case here. I do too. And in fact, Max is going to lead and win in Belgian Grand Prix and then come out and lead by about 500 seconds over there in Road America as well. Almost a <laughs> foregone conclusion. So uh, he's just going to continue to lead. He's going to stretch out his lead at Belgian all the way to America. So, uh, all right. We've got race winner picks coming up for you. Introduce you to one of our favorite shows on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J. Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold somebody has to win this race i say it every week and i mean it every week because somebody's got to win this race uh so cody who do you got yeah again with aj being in this race we talk about this so much you get such good value on these other guys it almost worked out for us at Pocono last week in the trucks. Got Corey Heim, Lloyd is 11 to 1, 12 to 1, or whatever, one corner away from winning that race. Obviously, Kyle Bush still won it, but um, it, it gives real, really good value on these other guys. So, Justin Allgaier, 12 to 1, made the case for him before. He is really freaking good at road courses. I don't think he's got a road course win just yet, but maybe that changes this weekend. All these top threes, all these top fives he's been getting, it has been very solid. Four of the last five, he's finished in the top five. Three of the last seven in the top three. Allgaier is a guy who can put himself in position. One thing with AJ Allmendinger, you're going to have these stage breaks, right? So uh, it'll it'll keep him close, right? And if somebody else is able to keep with him and race with him, if it's him and Cole Custer duking it out, we've seen it before. Go back to Portland. First and second place took themselves out. Third place, Cole Custer comes through, takes the win. So if you get a John Hunter Nemechek and an A.J. Allmendinger battling this out or or a Josh Berry and an A.J. Allmendinger battling this out, they take each other out. Justin Allgaier could put himself in position to be right there, slip through, pick up this win. 12-1, to 1, I think the odds are worth it. Austin Hill, 16-1. to 1. It's Austin Hill, Rod. I rest my case. John Hunter Nemechek, also 16-1. to 1. You know I'm not going to take the best i'm not not going to take double negative the best driver in the best car 16 to 1 go back to portland should have probably won both of those stages ends up finishing second in both of them got spun out by multiple people at the end in retaliation for some things that happened in that race but he proved to me in that race he is a good uh road course racer and that he can get things done on road courses uh he finished second at chicago for what that's worth uh it was 16th at sonoma not the best day 10th of Portland. He still recovered after getting spun out late there. Um, but again, yeah, like I said, the second in, in both stages. Uh, he finished second in the truck series race at Coda last year. Uh, so he's proven he can get it done. Not necessarily always up there, but best driver in the best car, 16 to 1. Give me John Hunter Nemechek uh, at 16 to 1. All these are over on uh, Caesars as well. Or are they? As we speak, they know Cody that we are we are oh, recording the show. Our, our lines moving. They pulled. They know they pulled all the odds, so I can't what? even look up uh, any any Xfinity odds on Caesars right now. Hopefully, they stay the same way that we say when to get there, and more often than not, they kind of are. But oh, uh, they did. Yeah, Caesars has no more odds up for Xfinity. We're not even streaming this live. What's no. going on? Yeah, they know. They know that we're putting this together, but uh, that's okay. Because here's the thing. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I just told you that they were juicing AJ at minus 110. Probably going to continue to do that. It probably will get even more as the week goes on. 
But I found Barstool actually has not even money anymore. It's actually plus 105 for Almondinger to win. Now, again, I, I know that we're, we never really tell you that betting the, the favorite at that price is a good idea. But I think sometimes you kind of have to on a guy like Cody said. He's the all-time winningest road course racer in Xfinity history. The dude will rocket ship his way to the front if he doesn't already start there. He's not afraid to mix it up with these guys. He's not afraid to get aggressive. He'll drive when his cool suit is broken. He'll drive when his power steering is broken. He is just a beast when it comes down to it. So uh, he's going to win this race, I think, in my opinion. And I think there's a lot of uh, folks, obviously, that think he is. So... If you don't put just a little something on this, this isn't like a super speedway where, you know, the favorite at plus 105 would be outrageous to take. This is a road course where there's a little more control. Obviously, there's still going to be some beating and banging. Obviously, there'll there'll be some chaos. But for a guy that has won as much as AJ has, he knows how to he knows how to navigate that, obviously, or else he wouldn't win so many races, right? He knows how to put himself or keep himself out of situations that'll take him out of a race. So even money, if you really, or even money, plus 105, which is just about even money, if you really want to put something on AJ, I think you can this week and be okay with it. It's not going to make you rich, but, you know, when he wins, it'll make you some money. And and you can eat, um, let's say, the the nice quality beef sticks instead of the the ones that you buy uh, that you have to grab out of the 7-Eleven thing and hope that nobody else has grabbed it with their grabby hands. Uh, you can yeah. you can Oof. get the wrapped ones <laughs> with that money. Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, again, we've talked about it. If you feel like it's a guy, if a guy's going to just take it, run with it, you've got to place that bet. So if you think it's an AJ week, it's not a bad bet to make. We did it last week in the IndyCar Series with Newgarden both days. 50 the first day plus 150 the second day cash both of them we've done it before it's cashed we've done it before it's not cashed again he's the best road course racer in xfinity series history he's got the most wins and it's not i mean you can't make much of a case against him other than a, a mechanical issue happens or somebody wrecks him that's those are almost the only two things that would take him out and for somebody to wreck him they're gonna have to catch him which they might not be able to do anyways so he is going to probably he's going to be the best car out there and the best driver out there. It's just if he actually makes it to the end. I would like to revise my picks since Caesar has decided to pull it down. I'm going to go over to Superbook instead. I'm going to take Justin Allgaier, still a 12 to 1, over on Superbook for all the reasons I said before. And I'm going to take Austin Hill at 18 to 1. This is why you shop around, Rod. We get a better number. Austin Hill, 18 to 1 over on Superbook. John Ernemachek, also 18 to 1 over on Superbook. So thank you for pulling your odds down, Caesars, because I found better odds at Superbook. Holy hell, Sammy Smith twenty-five to one at Superbook. Oh, oh, oh. Rod's adding that as his insurance. Toss play. that as my insurance play. <laughs> yeah, Sammy Smith twenty-five to one over on Superbook. I'll give you that one as well. Uh, just to to that's my insurance bet. Wow, I like that twenty-five to go. one. All right, Sammy, yeah. Sammy twenty-five Again, to one. Almendinger being in this race, it, it pumps up some other other odds for the other guys. So I love it. Yes, sir. Um, again, and and with with the live or uh, with the non-live pit stops, I mean that takes pit strategy right the hell out of it. So if AJ's up front, he may stay up front. So that's another case for it as well. Yep. Uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over our bets for this Road America 180 from Elkhart Lake, Road America in Wisconsin. Uh, Cody, yeah, that's my best Wisconsin accent, by the way. Cody started you out with Justin Allgaier as a top five car at plus 170 and a top three car at plus 340, both on Caesars if they are brave enough to put them back up again. I gave you Justin Allgaier over John Hunter Nemechek at minus 120. Cody gave you Austin Hill as a top five car at plus 190. I gave you Sam Mayer over Chandler Smith at minus 120. Cody gave you the number 11 because he loves torture. As a, uh, oh, He's doing that over Josh Berry at plus 110 and to tossed in the top five car at plus 400. Stammering because it's very difficult for me to get through that with Cody. Uh, I gave you Sammy Smith as a top five car at plus 200. And then Cody gave you Austin Hill over Parker Kligerman at minus 125 over on Superbook. I gave you number 11 as a top three car, holding our breath at eight to one. 
Cody gave you Toyota over Ford at plus 115. I gave you a cute little parlay of AJ Allmendinger winning and Max winning the F1 race. Gets you to plus 148 if, again, Caesars decides to put it back up again. Cody said that Allgaier at 12 to 1 on Superbook, Hill at 18 to 1 on Superbook, and John Hunter at 18 to 1 on Superbook were his insurance plays. I said if you really want to throw something down at AJ, your best chance to do that is at plus 105 on Barstool. And then on Superbook, because Superbook is awesome, uh, they're giving you 25 to 1 on my insurance pick of Sammy Smith. That is your betting card for the Road America 180. Cody, I love watching road racing. I love watching Xfinity drivers take the road race. I'm so happy that uh, we get a variety of races this weekend. Yeah, it's it, sometimes it is nice, right? You'll have the trucks, you'll have the Xfinity or the trucks in the cup over at Richmond. They're doing the oval thing. You get to toss the Xfinity guys out here. They get to do their thing. So it's going to be a fun time. Hopefully AJ doesn't stink up the show too much. But even if he does, we can cash a lot of these bets. I'm pretty excited. Like you said, wasn't the greatest selection of odds, but I feel really good about what we found. I feel really good about a lot of the numbers we got. Uh, so I think it's going to be going to be a solid week of Xfinity Series betting. Oh, I, I think we made a a great uh, card out of what was given to us. So uh, definitely a, a fun time sifting through it. Of course, it would be nice to have more, but that's neither here yeah. nor there. Uh, anyways. <laughs> All right. Come back tomorrow. We got trucks for you, hopefully. Damn odds. Let's let's go. Let's come out. Yeah. I saw winter odds and some matchups are out, so we should have at least enough to do truck stuff. Uh We'll see. Well, thank God. Uh, again, so we'll at come least, back. At least we had Xfinity on time this week, because last week we had to, to push Xfinity back a day with uh, with them not even offering odds. We did. We did. But yeah, anyway, so we'll oh, come hey, back. Look, our guys over at, dang, there's more Xf there's more Truck Series odds up now at Caesars than there was Xfinity odds before they pulled them. Ah, all right. Oh, well, good. Xfinity's back up, too, just that fast. Look we'll at take that. it. Almondinger's yeah. minus 110 now. Okay, still same. But... So, All right. Yeah, Beautiful. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to the trucks. We'll come back tomorrow, fill you in on the Worldwide Express 250 from the Richmond Raceway. So, Cody, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yep. Follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my stuff over there. Twitter, X, whatever. I'll call it the same. Uh, follow the show on X, at NASCAR Gambling. <laughs> Just sounds so funny to say every time, but... All the works over there. Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. Um, yeah, we got fun, fun stuff. IndyCar recap. Talk about uh, SRX over there as well. Talk about F1 this week. Another fun week. Lots of races to bet on. Lots of money to be made. Hey, and by the way, I know that we're throwing in the F1 Gambling Podcast in the NASCAR Gambling Podcast feed. Thank you so much for joining us for it. The numbers reflect that you guys are all either downloading it, which... Let's be honest. That's all they care about. Don't listen, at, least. <laughs> at least you've said it on auto download, which we appreciate for sure. Uh, but if you actually listen, uh, we really appreciate that for sure. So uh, if you know, we're going to continue to put it in the feed for you guys to have just something extra to listen to and enjoy over the course of your week. So we'll continue to do that. I'm on X at RJ via Gomez. Follow me there for everything I've got going on, whether it's here or whether it is the in-between media, the back road I'll be on with Elliot this week. And then, of course, check out my show, Fast Money, on For Frequency's Sake. That's on their YouTube channel. And, of course, you can download that as well. Back tomorrow with Trucks. We love you. We'll see you then. Till then, let's go racing and let it ride. Yeah.